Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. So there are a few tips as we wrap up this year's garden season. I kind of kind of in strong. Uh, some some of the insider tips I've given to you. I, I, I mentioned a couple of things earlier in the show as far as house plants, I got fungus gnats, how to get things to bloom, keep them going. But if you've got a lawn here at this elevation, we're so mild that you can keep a lawn pretty much green right through winter, especially newer lawns. You can get an older lawn to, to stay green longer. It's amazing how long. So so one thing I would do right away is lower the blade so more sun can get into that garden, into the blades of the grass. Uh, it's just kind of, it really helps. So maybe one and a half, two inch blade height to the lawn and it will keep it greener longer. And I would say fertilize it. Fertilize it with all-purpose plant food. The, the, the bird guano in that is magic. It greens things up better than anything else. It'll keep it green longer. You can tell folks that fertilizer, their grass, their lawns, kind of in the fall of the season, this time of year, because it kept it green longer. Otherwise, they tend to go yellow and brown sooner for you. So, And then as we get frosty, it's a bit early yet, but as we get into close to the, closer to, I don't know, the new year, you'll get some frost layer. Don't walk on grass while it's frosted. The blades are actually frozen. When you walk in, it'll break the blade. Do you get this, this brown hue to it? It's just kind of some inside personal experience. My name's Ken. You know, we're just friends. We're talking over the back fence, and this is kind of some things I've kind of shouldn't have done, but I did, and I don't want you to do. So kind of watch that one. Your fallen leaves. Don't let leaves stay for very long. A few days is fine, but don't let it stay on top of your lawn, your borders, your raspberry brambles, your ponds. Don't let it stay on there because they tend to compost right there on the lawn and they can they can damage the foliage underneath. Yes, they'll come back, but you want it to stay green. You want it to stay healthy. And then also leaves as they, as they drop, they tend to harbor disease. So that powdery mildew they got on the roses, well, it will hibernate underneath that those leaves. Don't let that happen. Expose that that soil, rake those leaves out, compost them over there in a compost pile where they should be. Don't let them compost on your flower beds, on your roses, on your on your lawn, your thyme lawn, your herbs. Don't let them do that. It'll just keep them healthier, keep them looking cleaner, neater, just kind of some things that happen. Your containers, if you've got pots, what I find is just personal experience again. I find that I tend to overwater my container gardens. So whether it's a beautiful Nandina or, 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 or holly or a pot full of pansies, uh, you, you can continue growing. It's good for that, but I tend to overwater things. And so what I do is this time of year, I raise up my pots with some pot feet. They make a, a real decorative little kind of riser, maybe a one inch riser, and it just gets it up off the ground. Where there, where it allows a plant to drain faster, to keeps me just some things I found really help. They're pretty, they're very inexpensive, and they really make a difference for your fall and winter gardens. Now, in the in the summer, I I don't care. It's hard to overwater plants in the summer. It's so hot, so I'll take them back off. So just kind of some things. Look at pot feet. 
for your container guards. Also, I find I, I don't do very well with plastic containers this time of year. Again, I tend to overwater. I prefer glazed or, or clay pots or wood pots are much better. I'm using glaze, but it's, it's harder to over overwater things in a clay or a wood pot. Just again, just hard, school of hard knocks. Um, if you're going to move a tree or a shrub, this is your time. As soon as they go dormant, let's say it's in the wrong place. I planted it out there. It's been a year. I can see it's growing too fast. It's going to be, it's going to invade the driveway. I won't be able to pull the truck in to the, to the, to the garage. If it stays here, as soon as it goes dormant, or as soon as you see that last leaf drop, that's your cue. Now it's time to move it. And so you're at much less risk of transplant shock. If you wait until that plant is, is dormant. Uh, also, there's less bugs out there. There's less problems. If you're going to plant a new plant, I would go as far as to say, now's the time to dig the hole for or to get that garden flower bed ready, turn the soil, get it in there, get, get it rototilled now because it's going to expose all the weed seeds. It's going to expose the, the, the insect eggs. Expose that new garden area you're going to plant in into February or March expose it now to the winter cold because you'll have less issues down the road. So you're trying to expose that garden to the colds. It kills off those mildew spores, disease, insects. Uh, usually I'll, I'll turn it and I'll add my layer of, of manure or mulch or compost on top of that. And I'll just let it set. I'll let it percolate. I'll let it just be exposed to the cold. So I'm, I'm going to be ready to plant it. You know, it's full on spring. It's full planting season by March. Maybe the end of depends on your elevation. I would say the end of February for you folks over on the other side of Mingus, you know, the Cottonwoods, Camp Verde, Sedona's, you're full on spring. Daffodils are in bloom. Forsythia are blooming uh, right after Valentine's. So you kind of get things ready. And this is your time to do that. So now uh, let's see. Uh, if you've got winter vegetables, especially the tall ones, I, I just Brussels sprouts. This is a big plant. If you're growing Brussels sprouts, it, it, it grows better the summer of year, but they can get kind of tall. You might want to stake them. They tend to fall over in the wind. You know, the, the leaves have dropped. It, they, the trees were naturally protecting some of your gardens from the wind. Well, now they're exposed. So you might have to do a little bit of maintenance on things, kind of get them staked up, keep them from falling over. As soon as the plants are dormant, you can go ahead and prune your fruit trees, apples, pears, cherries, apricots, nectarines, your grapes, your berries, raspberries especially. You can prune all that stuff. Currants, your uh, uh, gooseberries, those old-fashioned, some of those shrubs. I won't say, say how to prune them. It's not for this show, and it's hard to do on the airwaves. Uh, but, but time. It's time to prune all those things back. I think you can leave in the ground without any problems. Your, your root crops like turnips, beets, uh, parsnip, Swiss chard, celery, Brussels sprouts, uh, your beetroots, all those things. Uh, potatoes, I leave them in the ground. I don't harvest them all at once. I don't need that many potatoes. There's there's dozens and dozens. I just can't deal with them all. I'll, leave, I'll, I'll get one plant. I'll leave the other one there and I'll harvest that. Really, as long as the potato doesn't, that soil doesn't freeze, you're good. They'll store right there in the ground to be fresher, crisper, better taste. My mouth's watering just thinking about them. Oh my gosh. I love turnips. I don't, I'm a Southern boy. 
my mother, I'd come home from school and you'd hear, you'd smell turnips uh, just cooking in the kitchen for dinner. My mouth, I still love that. I love going to Cracker Barrel and having uh, fried okra turnips. It's just good stuff. I don't know. Um, I think it's time to, if you're into the, the, the creative artistic stuff, the espaliered, let's say fruit trees or, 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 or twisted, you, you, I've got, I sold some uh, um, braided fruit trees this, this spring. I'll have some more next spring. Uh, but now's the time to clean up the suckers, clean up the, clean up the trunks. You can see that beautiful braid. It's time to clean that up. I would say your, your uh, topiaried things, spiraled, pom-pommed, uh, uh, those kinds of artistic plants. You can go ahead and trim those things back now. So it's time. As soon as things go dormant, it's time to think about pruning. Now, the pruning window is very large. So you've got from, from the time they go dormant through March. So it's a big window. It's basically all of winter. You can go ahead and, and, and do that. So don't feel rushed. You don't have to get it all done by Christmas. No, enjoy the eggnog. Enjoy the family, the company, the neighbors, the friends that come over. Enjoy. And in between, when you get when you've had too much eggnog and you just need to be outdoors and do some exercise, go ahead. You've got time to do that. So I, I would say to um, bird feeders, there's a tricky thing about hummingbird feeders. So hummingbirds, the young ones that are stupid, they just don't, they don't go south. They should have. And the old ones, they're just too tired. They're still at that hummingbird feeder. I'd say keep that up until you don't see bird activity again. They're, they're, they're using you as a, it's a way to get through. They might just be migrating and they're, they're tired for a bit. They're going to use your hummingbird feeder and then, and then head south again. But as don't let that hummingbird feeder freeze, but you might have to bring it in in the evening in the garage or whatever, then take it back out. But as you see bird activity, that's a reason you see that the young and the old, they just get tired. They can't make it like they used to help them out. Anyway, those are some of your insider tips for the end of the year. There's more of that uh, to come right after this. Autumn is the most beautiful time of the year in the mountains, and Waters Garden Center has the brightest trees. We've collected 700 hardy trees, including maple, aspen, ash, and oak. Each is ready to plant, so you can enjoy brilliant fall foliage in your yard. Shop online at top10trees.com or visit us in Prescott. Trees are brighter at Waters Garden Center in Prescott and online at top10trees.com. We believe small business can win against impersonal box stores at Waters Garden Center. If you enjoy this show and would like to hear more, please subscribe to The Mountain Gardener wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you'd like even more garden tips, tricks, and helpful advice, please check out my website at watersgardencenter.com for classes, videos, and more. Or my online garden center at top10plants.com. Throughout the week, Lisa and I can be found here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. <laughs>